Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Live Your Raw Life podcast. Welcome to the platform where the intention is to help you live your rich, authentically aligned, wholesome life. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Watkins. Together, let's raise our vibrations and awareness in order for you to live the raw life that was meant for you. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Live Your Raw Life podcast. Thank you for tuning back in this week. It has been a very interesting week. So I just want to share with you that last week I was recording the podcast live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I took a trip to go pick up a car that I had purchased in Iowa and I was needing or I was able, I should say, I'm watching my language, watching my words. They all carry a very defined frequency and vibration. So being super mindful of that, I was able to drive it back to Colorado. And that's what I just want to talk about this week was like, it was super healing, but it was also a little scary. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about anyway. So this June, we sold my vehicle and purchased a different one. And it wasn't going to get in for a few weeks is what we were told. So I was like, okay, well, we can, you know, survive a few weeks with just one car. Well, a few weeks turned into two and a half months and (laughs) we made it. We lived, you know, with one car and it was actually really wonderful because when the kids wanted to go somewhere instead of riding their bike, I would just drive them. But now I didn't have a car to drive them. So they were able to ride their bikes all over town and go hang out with their friends and different things like that. So they were, you know, a little bit more active than normal, which my kids are pretty active, but it kind of pushed them to be a little bit more so, which was wonderful. And same with me. If I wanted to go downtown, I'd hop on my bike, which was really nice, super lovely. So we finally found out that the car was in and I was able to go pick it up. So we booked my flight on Monday and I flew out on Wednesday. And Tuesday, I was sitting with this like kind of, I don't want to say that I was afraid because I wasn't afraid because I know that you guys, I've done this before, right? At the age of 18, I moved myself from Minnesota to Laramie, Wyoming, got myself into an apartment, found a job. Like I did all of these things. Then at the age of 18, I moved myself from Laramie, Wyoming to Eugene, Oregon. And this is a really interesting story. I think, because it just shows like the change in times, right? So this was 1998, December of 1998. It was a few weeks before Christmas. And my roommate and I had had a falling out and we both decided to kind of go our separate ways. They decided prior to me deciding, I was just kind of like, what do I do? Do I stay? Do I go? And I had been writing my old college roommate, you know, just through snail mail and kind of sharing with her some of the things that were happening with my roommate and like my living situation and just like this didn't really pan out the way that I thought it was going to and she was like well you can if you want to move here like you can live with us and I was like 
oh my gosh, huh? Well, maybe that's an option. So I asked for a sign for the universe. I remember I was laying on my couch and I rolled over and my Nalgene bottle was turned just so and all I could see was Jean, G-E-N-E. Well, that is the end of you, Jean, right? So I took that as my sign that it was time for me to continue on west and I moved to Eugene, Oregon. Now, when I left, this is super fascinating. So I'm going to back up and just share a quick little story about something that happened with my roommate and I when we lived in Laramie. So outside of Laramie, there's this really beautiful rock formation that's called Vitavu, and it's actually a very well-known rock climbing spot and so much climbing and bouldering, right? And it's really cool to see. So we decided to take a drive. It's like 20 minutes outside of Laramie, in between Laramie and Cheyenne, and we decided to take a drive one day (laughs) to go check it out. So we go and my roommate's like bouldering and I'm just kind of like walking and on the rocks and just exploring. And there's these three kind of like inlets that you can park in and there's different, you know, rock features. So we kind of check all of these different inlets out and each one that we would go in, we kept seeing these two guys and they just kind of looked like they were wandering and just kind of lost. And we're like, are you guys okay? And now this is 1998. Okay, so just keep this in mind. And they're like, no, we're hitchhiking from California. We're trying to get, I think they were trying to go to like New York or vice versa. They were going from basically one coast to the other. And they were like, we were in this car with this guy and he had stolen the car and we had all of our band equipment in there. And he said he had to go to the restroom and he went into the outhouse and he came out. He's like, there's no toilet paper in here. I'm going to go to the next one. So he got in his car or not his car because it was a stolen car, got into the car, And then that was the last they saw of him. So not only now did he have a stolen car, but now he had stolen all of their belongings and their band equipment. And so we were like, oh, dude, like that fucking sucks. You can jump in with us and like come to our apartment and make a phone call and see if you can get like money wired to you or whatever. And they're like, dude, that'd be amazing. So they load up in our little car. We were in a Toyota single cab at the time. And so we just kind of stacked on stacked (laughs) these two dudes, my roommate and I, and I had to go to work. So I left for work and they made some phone calls from our apartment and they were able to get money wired to them from their parents. And then they ended up putting roots down in Laramie. Like they got jobs, they got a dog, they found girlfriends, like it was just so funny. Anyway, I share that story because now it's like seven months after living in Laramie, it's time for me to move. And it's time to move on, in the words of Tom Petty. And I decided, okay, I'm moving to Eugene because, you know, I saw the sign through my Nalgene and that's what I'm going to do. You guys, this shit blows my mind. If my children did this today, I would be freaking the fuck out. But this is what I did. I had, to my name, $125 cash. That is it. I did not have a credit card. I did not have any checks. I did not have like a bank card like you have now. I didn't have a cell phone. And I owned my vehicle outright. I purchased this Ford Ranger 
from my grandfather when I turned 16. So I had my car and that, you know, it was fine. So I had all of my belongings in my single cab, stripped down model, crank window, Ford Ranger with $125 cash. I went like to go say goodbye to the people that I had met. I had met some people, you know, while I lived there, people I worked with and people that we just met in town, blah, blah, blah. And we went to go say goodbye to the hitchhikers that we picked up. If any of you are listening and you are these people, I would love to connect with you and just see how you're doing. I don't know if you remember this story. I feel like you would since it like landed you in, you know, in Laramie for I don't even know how long, but I would just love to hear from you. Anyway, side note. So coming back, we go to say goodbye to these two gentlemen and they hand me an Altoids tin of cannabis. And I was like, fuck yeah, like I am set. Altoids tin of weed, $125 cash, my truck that I own outright and all of my belongings. I'm going to be great. And I had one hotel reservation because when I lived in Laramie, I was working in the restaurant of a hotel and I was able to get rooms for $25. So I had booked a hotel room in, I think it was like Pocatello, Idaho, somewhere in Idaho. And I knew that if I made it that far the first night, I could make it the rest of the way the next night. That way I didn't have to wing it. And I, you know, my hotel only cost $25. It came out of my paycheck. So I still had $125 cash. Okay. So I leave on my trip. I make it to Idaho. I get checked into my hotel. I just hope and pray that nobody is going to steal any of the things out of the back of my truck and that all will be well. I wake up the next morning, you know, smoke a little weed before I go to bed, wake up the next morning, bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go, which is why I love smoking weed and not drinking alcohol. I haven't had alcohol in over a year. It feels so amazing. And not because I had an issue with it, just because I don't like how it makes me feel. Anyway, sorry, going off on little side notes all the time here. Anyway, I wake up, nobody stole anything, like everything was safe and sound, and I take off and I get to Bend, Oregon. I had like a card number that I could call and then I could make a long distance phone call from any payphone. My mom gave this to me and I would use it to just contact her if I was ever on the road or needed to. So I called my mom. I was like, I'm in Bend. I'm like an hour away. I'm almost there. I'm going to make it. Now keep in mind, I did all of this using a paper map. I love paper maps. They're amazing. Now, obviously, with our cell phones, we have GPS and like all these services, but this is like back in the old days, right? So I was fucking kicking it old school with this map. This is fun to share with you guys. It's like fun to like reminisce, right? I hope you guys are reminiscing with me on how things used to be. Anyway, I call my mom. I'm almost there. I was actually feeling really proud. I was really proud that I had done this on my own. I still had cash because keep in mind, gas at that time was 99 cents a gallon. 99 cents a gallon. So it literally cost me $20 or less to fill up my Ford Ranger because it cost 99 cents a gallon. Like, could you imagine paying that now? Holy shit. So I decided, God, you know, I'm so close. I'm just going to smoke a little bit of weed and I get back on the road and I feel like I'm lost. And I'm like, fuck. I am lost. That was so dumb. Why couldn't I wait till I get there? Like, whatever. 
well, I just kept driving. I'm like, well, I'm on this road. Like it doesn't turn into anything else. I'm just going to keep going. I don't even know what road I'm on. And all of a sudden I see this sign and it says, Eugene, 10 miles. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm actually going to make it to Eugene with all of the, the situation, right? So anyway, I make it to the apartment and I meet my roommate and I get like kind of settled in. And that was like this experience, right? So I've done this before, but a lot has changed. I'm now a parent. It's not just me that I have to worry about. I have like two children that rely on me and I have a husband. We have such an amazing partnership and oh, I'm driving across country and I have to make sure that everything lands the way that it's supposed to. And one thing that I did prior to leaving, which was actually really beautiful and proved to be very beneficial to me, was I had planned a couple stops to break up my trip. So I was talking to the Lindsay Bennett at the Benetary Farm. Her and Cliff Bennett were on the podcast. I've had him on a couple times and she's actually going to be on again with Gina. We had time to record a podcast during this trip and it was such a great conversation about being a female entrepreneur. So look forward to that. But I was talking with her just like we had just decided to chat and I was like, oh, you know, I'm flying to Iowa and I'm picking up this car and this truck or whatever. And she was like, you know, Iowa isn't that far away. And I was like, huh. So it got me thinking and I looked at the map and I was like, gosh, if I took a little detour and I went down to Missouri, it only adds like an extra hour or so to my trip. Like, that's worth it to me to like see her farm to have some of her produce like just be in her company and you know just get to see it live was so worth it so I was like I called her I'm like so about me taking that detour Ian she's like oh my gosh yes like super excited love it so I was so excited that I was able to make this little detour south and see her land. It was amazing. We had great conversation. And then Gina Giro, who lives literally like 11 minutes away from her, who I've never met in person. I've had her on the podcast, episode 53. We had a beautiful conversation. I got to meet her in person. And so she came to the farm and we chatted and then we decided let's do a podcast because that's what we were talking about was like being a female entrepreneur in 2020, 2021, and what that looks like for all of us, and just like some advice that we could offer. And it was really a great conversation. So, again, looking forward to sharing that with you. So, yeah. And then I stayed at Gina's house, and she has this amazing, beautiful space where she does her motion code. And it was just very welcoming, very comforting. I joke with her now. I'm like, so we've pretty much known each other since kindergarten and we're best friends. <laughs> I just love her. She's amazing. Anyway, so that was Thursday night. Then I left bright and early on Friday. I got up at like six or so and I was out of there by like seven because I had a longer drive ahead of me. It was about nine and a half hours meeting up with some other girlfriends in Golden. 
and we were going to have dinner and hang out. I don't often get to see these girlfriends because we live a few hours away. So I was like, ooh, anybody up for dinner on Friday? I think, you know, I was thinking like, we'll just stop at a restaurant and then maybe I could crash at someone's house or I would just make it the rest of the way home. We'll see. And my girlfriend was like, you can stay here. How about we just have everyone over for dinner? I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds absolutely incredible. This is really what I wanted to share this week is like this road trip and how healing it was. I had asked ahead of time, like anybody have some book recommendations and a book that was recommended to me that I have been wanting to read or listen to is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So I downloaded it on Audible. I had a couple credits. I also downloaded The Alchemist, which I know has been out for like a long time. But I haven't read it yet. And so I downloaded these two books. Well, I had started on Thursday driving from Iowa down to Missouri. I started reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed and it was really good. What I thought I was going into with this book was so different than what I ended up getting out of this book. So it was really quite beautiful and amazing. Glennon Doyle, if you're not sure who she is, she is a woman. She's an author. She's a writer. She wrote Love Warrior, which talked about her marriage. I haven't read that book either, but just based on what I got from what she talked about was how, you know, she was in this marriage with this man and it doesn't sound like it was super awesome, but they made it through or she found love. Then he sprung on her that he had been having affairs. She was like, oh my gosh, my whole book is a lie, like all these things. But they were, you know, they had these three children together. And so she stayed with it. And then she met this woman who was like radically turned her life upside down. She was like, oh my gosh, her statement that she made was there she is. Well, then in this book, she talks about how she divorced her husband and is now married to this woman. And it's just such a beautiful relationship. And it's like... One of those things when you know, you know, and that's kind of how it was for Isaac and I. I mean, we dated for eight months and were married. So it was like three months got engaged and five months later we were married. Like it was super fast, but it was when you know, you know, and I believe that that's the same for Glennon and her now wife, Abby. Anyway, so this is what I thought I was going to listen to, right? It was like this whole experience. And yes, that was part of it. But you guys, she went so deep. And it was all of these things that I've been thinking about and talking about and just like witnessing as I'm looking at the world as it's shifting and changing. And, you know, we as women really need to come to the table. We belong at the table. We have a spot at the table and we belong there. And that was something that she talked about in this book. And She also went deeper into, you know, just some of her parenting styles and just how she engages with her kids and how she asks them to just critically think for themselves. And a lot of the stuff that she talked about is just like it really hit home for me. So actually, I ended up crying (laughs) most of the drive on Friday, which was fine because it was like I needed a good release for sure. Crying doesn't always come easy to me. And so when it comes, I really welcome it. And it was just like, I felt like with every mile that passed behind me, a layer of armor. I'm actually just getting a little teary as I'm thinking about it. But this armor that I've so carried a lot of my life that has been really heavy left. It fell off onto the freeway behind me 
and I'm so thankful. And, you know, I remember like a month prior to me going on this trip, Isaac said, well, I should probably go with you. And I said, you know what? I think I would really like to do this trip on my own. And despite, you know, being nervous, I see now why I needed to do it alone. I really needed to. This is so interesting. This is not how I've been sitting here with a smile on my face, reminiscing and sharing and how these emotions are coming up. But I really needed to release. I really needed to let those things go. And it's important to remember that when we let something go, it opens up a space for something new to come in. And I am welcoming all of the new. And that means our world as a whole. And, you know, there's a lot of newness that's coming. And I'm excited for it. But still at the same time, it's important to lean into and acknowledge if there's some fear there too, because it is scary. This is all uncharted territory as we, you know, go through this global healing, this global ceremony. And I'm hopeful that you are all feeling a shift and a change within yourself and that you're feeling empowered to take a stand and to welcome in the new and to be brave and to be bold and go on a trip or go on an excursion by yourself. So that's my story, I guess, that I just wanted to share with you this week is just how sometimes having that alone time can just be really, really healing. How just getting in the car and driving can be really, really healing. And sometimes doing the things that scare us can be really healing and really powerful and benefit us in ways that we just never saw coming. So I think, you know, maybe be open to the changes and be open to the opportunities and sometimes make the opportunities for yourself, like make that shit happen. I wanted to just share this with you. I just found it, you know, super fascinating that I used to be so brave. I used to be like, I could do hard things. I could do big things. I could do scary things and I could do it on my own. And now where I have like lots of support and I was able to like have these things to look forward to, which was amazing and beautiful and helped break up my trip, but it also helped some of the healing process through it all. Sometimes the things we used to be able to do are scary now. And some of the things that we couldn't do back then, we feel empowered and brave enough to go do them today. So I'm curious on where this lands with you. I would love to get your feedback. If you want to just send me an email, shoot me a DM on any of my social platforms. I'd love to hear if you would be so kind. I'd love it if you would rate and review the podcast. When you do that, it opens up the podcast to a wider range of listeners so that the message can become more clear and get out to a wider group of people. So I leave you all with that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding space. Thank you for tuning in every week. And thank you to those that are new joining this week. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. And we will see you next Thursday. Heal yourself. Heal the world. It's always an adventure. Adventure awaits. If something in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe to the Live Your Raw Life podcast and leave a review while you are there. When you rate and review the podcast, it opens up the platform to a wider range of listeners. 
Your support is greatly appreciated. Sending light, love, and positive energy your way. We'll see you next week. Thank you.